everyone. Welcome to our <laughs> what's the name of our show? <laughs> Hello, everyone. Welcome to Rock Hard Caucus. This is the only podcast in Iowa. End of sentence. <laughs> still the only podcast it's in Iowa. The only one. We're still here. Everyone else left. Yep. <laughs> the only remaining podcast yeah. in Iowa. We have outlasted lesser podcasts, and here <laughs> we're here for you today as your treat. All right, we've got the core four in attendance today. Justin, Chuck, Natalie, yes. Evan, everyone's here. The normal crew. No the, more Allen. Sorry, very everybody. normal. <laughs> the most normal crew. <laughs> you listed everyone's name but mine. I said your name. Oh. I said it quickly. I went real fast. Okay. They know us now, so I don't have to be like, you know, one at a time, and then you all say hello. Everyone, <laughs> yeah. everyone recognizes your voices, hopefully. Um, yeah, so this we got the original crew talking about politics and stuff. Uh, we don't have any high-profile guests this time, so no Jack Allisons for us today. But we've got big news. Uh, so uh, on a previous episode, I bleeped out uh, some things that I said about a certain person. <laughs> and, uh, well, he uh, he quit his job. He has succumbed to our demands. He yes. knew that there was someone over his shoulder. Troy Price has resigned as the chair of the Iowa Democratic Party. And I have a statement Why? here. Well, I have a statement here from him. And it says... Uh, it says uh, Hello, everyone. I have accomplished my my main goal as the chair of the Iowa Democratic Party. You uh, securing the victory for Pete Buttigieg. Yes. It's, and, it's like the banner that came down and said "Mission accomplished" in two thousand three. anymore. Like, why try to hide it? Now, now that he's he's done what he set out to do, he will be following his dream to ride a unicycle in the circus. So he's going to be a clown. <laughs> which is what he wanted to do to begin with. Okay, I do re- I do have his actual letter of resignation here, so let's let's look at this. Oh, okay. <laughs> Dear members of the Iowa Democratic Party State Central Committee. <laughs> serving as chair of the Iowa Democratic Party has been one of the greatest honors of my life. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> when I took over this party, We were still reeling from a bruising 2016 election cycle. Many people locally and across the country believed that Democrats in Iowa were dead and that we would never see victories again. He's right. (laughs) Many people. Over the course of 2017 and 2018, I was so proud to work with the members of our state central committee, our county chairs, activists, and volunteers to build real momentum across the state. In the end, we proved the naysayers wrong by flipping seven seats in the Iowa House, winning three statewide seats, and winning three of four congressional seats, sending the first women from Iowa to the House in the process. Yes! (laughs) But what else happened during that election cycle? Anything else else happened? (laughs) What about the gubernatorial race? Oh, yeah. Uh, No mention of that. that. No mention. (laughs) That's not important. Oh, yeah, and what was the other congressional race that they lost? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Steve King still remains in the House. But, yeah, you bringing up the gubernatorial thing, um, uh, Fred Hubble apparently caucused for Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> of course, <laughs> that's very funny. So they are the same. Yeah. 
have I told my Fred Hubble story on the show before? Yes. Okay, yeah, I thought so. Sweaty Fred. Yeah, he yeah showed sweaty up Fred. <laughs> sweaty Freddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he arrived wet on your front steps. <laughs> That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I tweeted about that and I said, I can't believe this guy got his ass kicked in the in the gubernatorial <laughs> election. And uh the bleeding heartland lady was like, uh, excuse me, it was a very close race. <laughs> oh yeah. So he yeah. do you think there's like a, how many people more or less than 50 people that showed up at their precinct trying to caucus for Mike Bloomberg. <laughs> uh, less than 50. Less than 50 have, people? I would I would think. Well, I don't know. The I'm numbers take the should under. be out there. <laughs> nice. These are betting terms I know now. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, Justin, what was that you said? <laughs> well, the numbers should be out there now since they had to report the first alignments. Oh, true. Around. Yeah, that should we, fix everything. Ooh, let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna try to look it. I'm gonna try to find it. <laughs> okay, the rest of Troy's letter. While we could have rested on our laurels, we got back to work. Over the last 15 months, Democrats across the state came together to build out our 2020 caucuses. Our amazing staff fanned out across the state to build infrastructure in all 99 counties even in places where local parties had gone dormant or didn't exist at all. We worked to implement sweeping changes to our process that increased accessibility and participation for Iowans across the state and the globe. Yes, they did this by uh, not changing the caucus format at all and still having it in (laughs) the evening where working class people can't really attend it and having no child And not on bus lines. Yeah, Yeah, not on bus lines, like in the middle of fucking... Like the coldest part of the goddamn year. <laughs> hey, they tried to do the virtual caucus thing, but the DNC said no. Imagine That's that. And I'm sure the virtual caucus would have gone just as smoothly as. <laughs> as the, the... Hey, no, I'd imagine uh, of the virtual caucus being like, uh, oh god, who was it? Was it? Um, remind me again, who had the gave a speech in Second Life and like had his own avatar? <laughs> oh, fucking um, Newt Gingrich. Yeah, Newt Gingrich. What? No way. Like, yeah. No if you're like, way. Newt Gingrich's no Second way. Life seminar. He gave a Second Life speech. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's like a bunch of like furries and like all these insane Dude, avatars. Dude, Newt Gingrich used to be crowd. like the fucking like sci-fi Republican. Like he, he was. was like, he was like, he touted that he like read Dune or like. <laughs> the virtual like, Iowa caucus in Second Life. There's like those dragons with wings and diapers and big dicks. Like <laughs> they're all there hanging. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. That's amazing. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> also, I'm surprised the DNC did not sign off on the virtual caucus thing because they could cheat there, it. Because yeah. there's a lot of vendors who could make a lot of money off of that sort of oh, thing. Oh, that's yeah. true, too. Yeah. Or having a VR caucus. Yeah. <laughs> I got an Oculus Rift. I'll do it. With VR chat. Yeah. Everyone's Imagine like, the Democratic Party trying to pull something like that off. And then a bunch of Trump supporters show up. <laughs> they can't, they can't like, even so, count pieces of paper. <laughs> yeah. okay. All right. We're losing control of the show here. Okay. Sorry, Justin. It's been too long since we've been together. Chaos yeah, that's true. Herding cats. <laughs> By all accounts, the precinct and satellite caucus meetings themselves went well. over the last week we have received positive feedback on these meetings how smoothly they ran how the new procedures helped to make the night move more quickly and efficiently and how more democrats of all backgrounds came together united in the goal of defeating donald trump and electing new leadership for our country 
I mean, to be fair, caucuses are kind of kind of fun <laughs> in their own twisted uh, way. I, eh, I, I, yeah, I suppose. It's funny. They're it's, funny. It's in the more dark like way. it's interesting. <laughs> They're interesting. Be, yeah, and like when else you get to do something like that? You know? Yeah, you vote with your body. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like Jeffrey Epstein's giant human chessboard on Little Saint James Island. <laughs> wow. <laughs> on, on Little Saint James. <laughs> okay. I just need to note that this uh, this resignation letter came out on Wednesday, the twelfth, um, and here's. Here's where it gets really good. However, there is no doubt that the process of reporting results did not work. It was simply unacceptable. It is why I called for an independent review of the decisions and processes that led to this failure. While this process is just beginning, know that the IDP is not the only party to blame for what happened last week. (laughs) Don't say Russia. Don't say Russia. We worked collaboratively with our partners, our vendors, and the DNC in this process, and I am confident the review will be able to determine exactly what went wrong. Eat each other, eat each other. Yeah, throw the DNC (laughs) under the bus. (laughs) I'm confident the review will be able to determine exactly what went wrong, what went right, and how we can avoid this from ever happening again. It's never gonna happen it's going, again. Yeah, it's the I think last Iowa mission yeah. accomplished. <laughs> <laughs> oh god, that's a really bad sentence. How we can avoid this from ever happening again? Ah, that's <laughs> the sign falling off in real time. <laughs> <laughs> do you guys really think that they won't do another caucus? I don't know. I'm skeptical. They might. That. Yeah, um, I, they I, might because it's chaos and a nightmare every single time. It was last yeah. time too. Yeah, I mean, this I was know. a very prominent and public fuck up, but they're so desperate to hold on to that status. I don't yeah, know if they'll let it it's. Go. I think it's fifty-fifty, honestly. But shit. <laughs> I think it's funny to joke about, but I do think it's not going to happen. Yeah. The week of, I, I think that the week of, I was more sure that it wasn't going to happen again. But as time goes on, and yeah. I think if they can like actually correct these errors, like it was so funny to me. They can't do it, but there's people on Twitter with like free time on their hands. They're looking at it and like, hey, this isn't right. Hey, this like there's dozens of people <laughs> oh, yeah. reporting the correct results to them. They're just like, well, um, well, you know, um, um, on to New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. I'll- all of the errors have been identified, really, by just, like, yeah. random people online. <laughs> and conveniently right. enough, uh, it changes the results just a, a little bit, uh, wouldn't you guys say? Uh, well, you yeah, know. there's, you know, a slight, a slight change in, uh, in who, who won the fucking caucus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, slight change, yeah. Yeah. In the days following the caucuses, our staff worked under immense pressure to produce a complete report of results from the caucuses and was able to do so in 72 hours. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Awesome. Great job. 72 hours. That's a reasonable time frame. Enduring threats to personal safety, taunts, and (laughs) anger from people around the globe. (laughs) Not me. I believed it out. You don't know what I said. Bullying works. (laughs) I only sent one tweet. (laughs) (laughs) I only sent one tweet also, and it was a picture. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> Our staff worked in a professional manner to produce a final result. I'm incredibly proud of the work they did in those three days. These are people who are working hard towards our common goal of electing Democrats in November. 
and I deeply regret that these dedicated employees of our party had to endure such abuse. Maybe if you would have hired an adequate amount of staff to begin with and not just like trusted this dumb app to do all of the work for you. Mm -hmm. I don't really know how those employees were receiving any threats or abuse because I don't know who they are. They weren't. They weren't. (laughs) Like, I'm pretty sure that was all directed at you, Troy. I mean, yeah, I read the article about them in the boiler room. <laughs> they, they literally oh, were, yeah. yeah, the people who had to answer the phone calls and uh, tabulate the results. At least and they, warm they had there. to, like, train someone how to use, like, Google Sheets, like, on the job. <laughs> 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 These are the people we trust with this process, by the way. <laughs> yeah, but they didn't, yeah, they didn't, I think they actually lowered the amount of, like, people taking calls because they were just like, oh, the app will work, we don't have to, like, worry about, you know, like, th- that's a fallback, is if the uh, app doesn't work. Well, guess what right. happened? Yeah, and the number was public, so a bunch of people were fucking around and calling it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the Which, mega. Like, fair. <laughs> yeah, there were 4chan people calling All the Pepe psychos that found it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't like that though because it provides them a convenient excuse. True. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's always true. it's always the four chan people, even though like, yeah, I mean this uh, time it actually it, it actually kind of was. Is. I mean but. I don't doubt it. I don't doubt that they that there were multiple people who called in, but <laughs> if they're not four chan, they're like one of those like four chan adjacent groups, right. you know? Right. I mean, I actually saw the number was posted on a four chan thread, so there really no. were four chan people involved. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The fact is that Democrats deserve better than what happened on caucus night. As chair of this party, I am deeply sorry for what happened and bear the responsibility for any failures on behalf of the Iowa Democratic Party. Okay. That's why you said what happened instead of what I did. Right. While it is my desire to stay in this role and see this process through to completion, I do believe it is time for the Iowa Democratic Party to begin looking forward, and my presence in my current role makes that more difficult. AKA, they forced me out (laughs) because (laughs) I was incestuous with the Pete campaign and with the app developers. Yeah, and it's obvious to everyone. I mean, do you think this guy might be like the sacrificial lamb, though? Yep, he's the fall guy. Well, of course, yeah. I mean, that's his job. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that's what chair of the Iowa Democratic Party, like... <laughs> yeah. I didn't mean more so, like, he was being punished for the problem. Like, he's just being, like, swept away to make people feel a little bit better about this yeah. thing going wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Yes. But that he's just going to get a, a job higher up somewhere in the party later on, I'm sure. He's going to go with dedication. the He's going right to work now. behind oh. the scenes, yeah, as, like, a political consultant or strategist. <laughs> He's going to go to Cap. Like, yeah, he's going to go to Cap for sure. He's yeah. going to go to Cap. We're going to see him on NBC, MSNBC in a couple months. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just don't think that America is ready for socialism. No, they're really not. The Bernie brothers are really sort of giving the campaign a bad name. Uh, as we're getting into crunch time here. <laughs> Therefore, I will resign as chair of the Iowa Democratic Party, effective upon the election of my replacement. I will be calling for an emergency meeting of the State Central Committee on Saturday at 1 p.m. Oh, so that just happened. Which is going on right now, by yeah. the way. <laughs> to elect an interim chair. Whomever is Damn, elected... That, sounds, that sentence sounds so much cooler than it actually is. Yeah. It does. <laughs> the State Central Committee. Emergency meeting of the State Central Committee. <laughs> They're like meeting in an underground bunker. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's got like an escape hatch after a tunnel that goes miles away. 
in reality, it's just a bunch of dorks wearing lanyards <laughs> sitting around <laughs> sitting around an office table in like yeah. squeaky chairs. Yeah, they're they're at a WeWork building. <laughs> <laughs> I'm imagining like an like an X Files boardroom and these shadowy yeah, or figures. like uh, Star Trek like bridge. <laughs> <laughs> I completely open contact concept office. The worst thing there is. Oh hell yeah. Or what is it? Uh, in Metalocalypse. What's the committee of people that are? Uh, I love that show, but there's I like don't a remember. shadowy council of people that are like monitor the act- the actions and like try to steer Death Clock around the globe. Oh, the the Galactic Trade Council. <laughs> <laughs> nah, I think that's uh, Star Trek or Star Wars. Uh, the Trade Federation. Trade Federation. I'm <laughs> yes, sorry, that's that's what I meant. Yeah. Those are the. The racist caricatures of Japanese people in Star Wars. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they just like stand on like floating pods in this huge room. Well, that's the Galactic and yell scent. each other. Oh, okay, whatever. <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. I should not make references to things that I don't actually watch. I'm a Star Wars guy. Alan's gonna hate listening to this. Okay. <laughs> uh, whomever is elected will oversee the completion of the re-canvas and recount process and begin the process of healing our party. Uh, our paramount goal must remain to elect Democrats at all levels of office that will bring the voice of the people to our government. (laughs) (laughs) Right. In spite of the challenges these last few days, I leave knowing that the party is in a strong position to move forward. Sure, yeah. Thousands of new Democrats joined our party through our caucus process, and how many of them have changed their party <laughs> back to independent the following day? I already, I already changed my party back. <laughs> I did. I wonder it's what really... candidate brought these people into the fold. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I have a feeling that there were independents and Republicans like changing parties to vote for uh, Buttigieg or uh, Klobuchar. <laughs> uh, Republicans, maybe. <laughs> yeah, well... They, but not, they're, they're, not many they're Yang guys. Yeah, yeah. All the Yang guys are Republicans again by now. <laughs> Speaking of RIP Andrew Yang. Yep. RIP. The Iowa Democratic Party currently has more money than ever before at this point in an election cycle. Boo. Ooh. Wow. <laughs> what, cool. Why is that worth bringing up? Like, what is. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder where that money came from. Yeah. The infrastructure built through these last few months will allow us to build an organization that will turn Iowa blue in November. And Iowa still has the best elected officials, candidates, volunteers, and activists of anywhere in the country. Damn, that's quite a claim, Troy. Yeah, Yeah, you're not talking about (laughs) Chuck Chuck Grassley and fucking uh, Joni Ernst and uh, Steve King, are you? Steve (laughs) King. Or even fucking Loebsack or whatever. Yeah. Or good ones aren't even good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah just the moderate Democrats that we, we've sent out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The human pieces of cardboard that yeah. we <laughs> <laughs> help put into positions of power. Leadership requires tough decisions. And this is one of the toughest decisions I have ever had to make. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, it was tough yeah. on you personally, but it seems like it was a very easy decision yeah. to make. <laughs> it was a very easy decision. Considering it was made for you. No <laughs> <choice>. <laughs> Throughout my tenure as chair, I have always said I would do what is in the best interest of the party. Yes, for example, the app and uh, throwing things to Buttigieg. With my decision, <laughs> I hope the party can regain the trust of those we lost and turn our attention to what is most important, winning in November. Sincerely, Troy Price, Chair, Iowa Democratic Party, CC, Don Ruby, IDP Secretary. Mm. There he goes. There goes my hero. <laughs> As the book turns to the next page. 
he's our he's our Paul Walker. Is he the is he Tom Perez? So like is he the highest person in the IDP? Uh I think yeah. so as the chair. I mean the I think the committee chooses his replacement so they would have elected him. So I think they have the ability to throw him out, which is probably what was going to happen if he hadn't resigned. That's true. Yeah. 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 So yeah, he's out. Um, yeah, there was a New York Times article that yeah specifically talked to like like I remember specifically like a Polk County Democrat saying that they had no way to defend themselves against accusations of cronyism or conspiracy because of the closeness that Price had with the uh, app developers and and the Pete and Buttigieg the campaign. People. Yeah. Yep. I mean, we covered it pretty yeah pretty thoroughly <laughs> with with Jack last time. He was, yeah, very much in in their pocket, it seems. I think the thing is, is like, the low-level Democrat people, like, do not want this shit to happen in a, like, publicly unfair or, like, compromised way. Like, the Democrats are, like, the super rule-follower people. <laughs> like, like, Yeah, their whole thing is just supposed to be that they, they follow They the believe in the institutions. Yeah, yeah, they the believe. Institutions. The and Democratic so, Party... The Democratic Party is like the kid in like like freshman year, like sophomore year in high school that when you're getting ready to leave on a Friday, they raise their hand and say, uh, wasn't there supposed to be a homework assignment? Except they do that all the way through yeah. grad school. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. 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 Which is makes me optimistic for like all of the shit that they're flinging at Bernie to like not even like it's going to have the opposite effect. Like the shadier they get to, to like shut Bernie out, the more people are like. I don't know about this. Like, yes, I don't know. The longer the corpse rots, the, the, the moderates more it's that stink. the media love to talk about are pretty sympathetic to Bernie, in my yeah, experience. It, yes, they are. The more so, blatantly they they try to stop Bernie's campaign, the more it pushes people towards us. Like that lady they exactly. talked to on MSNBC, who was like, "Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah." I like so many of the candidates, but you guys are so harsh on Bernie. It pushed me towards him. <laughs> it's so funny. It's it's yeah. just so transparent. Like and like everyone hates the Democrats. So like yeah. the Democrats hating you is good because yeah. <laughs> like, no one likes yeah. the Democratic yeah. Party. Yeah, if you cheerfully vote for the Democrats, then you're a fucking psychopath. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> you're like, God damn it, again. Every two years, you're like, I'm, do I have to do this again? Like vote for these horrible people. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so I I discovered something just this week that happened during the caucus that I wish I had been aware of at the time. Um somebody i'm facebook friends with i don't really know her her name's kasha i don't know if she listens to the show but i know she's friends with brandon who is one of our devoted listeners shout outs (laughs) shout out brandon it's the best love you brandon uh kasha (laughs) posted about this not she didn't really know the full story but um you guys know who sally albright is right yes a little bit yeah (laughs) wait some people might not like not twitter people yeah, I'm honestly yeah. not super familiar with her. I know kind of her archetype. <laughs> okay, so I've got her her LinkedIn profile pulled up, which I think will give us a, a pretty good overview of who she is. Um, so she she went to Georgetown University as a okay. yeah, yeah for, <laughs> for, like a, for a public policy kind of degree, um, and then she was an intern for U.S. Representative Claude Harris in 1990. Um, I believe he was a Democrat, but he was uh, elected from Alabama. 
Oh my god, that sounds like a Southern Democrat in like a prestige Claude drama Harris. about politics. Like Claude, Claude Harris, Harris is such a fucking generic <laughs> Democrat want, name. Kicker too. If 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 that isn't enough for you, his name is Claude Harris Jr. Oh, nice. Oh. Yeah, that's that's yeah. like the fake Bill Clinton stand-in for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she was an intern in media relations for the U.S. Chamber of Commerce. Uh, oh my god it is so weird that the chamber i didn't learn that the chamber of commerce is like not a government thing at all until like embarrassingly recently like they sell it to you like it's some kind of like public entity yeah but really it's just like a uh like private business group it's so weird yeah and anyway, they, it's just sort of like every local business conspiring together <laughs> but they ha- yeah their, their logo looks like some sort of federal seal so it seems like yeah yeah seriously um she was a legal assistant for a firm called king fulgum sneed nixon and grimes that's like the funniest combination of lawyer names <laughs> for real um she was a staff assistant for u.s senator richard shelby from 93 to 94 senior legislative assistant for representative earl hilliard from 94 to 96 uh you know, some consulting stuff in the 90s through early 2000s. Executive director of the U.S. Internet Council. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hey, I worked there. You did? The U.S. Internet Council. Yes, I'm on the Internet uh, Council. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, and then she was, uh, she worked for the Hillary Clinton 2008 presidential campaign. Oh. <laughs> One of the best campaigns Starting ever run. Starting to see a pattern here. <laughs> yep, yep. Uh, worked for Tammy Baldwin's 2012 Senate campaign. There's some good stuff in here, but oh, she, she might have removed it from her resume. She worked for Newt Gingrich at some point. Okay, that's like an important part of her background. She's basically a mercenary, like a politics mercenary. Oh, that that's true. Yeah. But aren't they all? <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. But her, her current her current persona is this sort of like resistance liberal. Okay, mm. so yes, a luxury fucking woke yeah, yeah. scold lib femme. Yeah, and very anti Bernie. Yes, she was really notorious during the 2016 campaign as a Hillary stan, um, and she has background working for both like horrible republicans like newt gingrich and a bunch of you know corporate capitalist democrats like i just mentioned through her resume here um and she also uh when was this discovered yeah in 2018 it was discovered that she was running a giant web of bots on twitter to oh that's right yeah, she was to, oh. <laughs> to promote her posts and you know just sort of <laughs> do her bidding on twitter yeah I exactly think oh. the same thing right <laughs> exactly the kind Rest of in shit peace, by the way oh yeah his account is dead mm-hmm. i thought he was really dead a while ago <laughs> <laughs> oh we yeah. had the, the, the office thing with like yeah, the yeah. hose in his window <laughs> yeah <laughs> dude so did everybody else yeah but anyway um as she and many of her type on Twitter are constantly accusing Bernie people and Russia of doing, she was running a network of bots on Twitter. Sort of uh, astroturf the stuff that she and her friends were saying on Twitter. There's a lot more you can get into with Sally Albright, but you know, you know the gist. The kind of wealthy white liberal woman 
on Twitter talking shit about progressives and socialists all the time. Well, what I found out from Kasha on Facebook is that she flew into Iowa for the caucus to serve as a precinct captain for Joe Biden. Oh, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I wonder if she's defected to Bloomberg yet. The <laughs> yeah. trail that leads to the dynamite. Because her her whole entire resume that you listed sounds like she's she's ready to go for Bloomberg as soon as he uh, oh, yeah. writes the check. For sure. Um, so she was in Pottawatomie County, which is, I think, Council Bluffs, that area? Yeah, like, yeah. Southwest. Um, so I have, she posted a lot of public Facebook posts about this, and I'm just going to go through them now. Sounds like she had a fun time here in Iowa. So this is Sally Albright on February 3rd at 6.14 p.m. Okay, kids, it's caucus o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. I'm hooked, I'm in. Cool. No, please don't. <laughs> this has drawn me in. I am in route, that's I-N, route, to <laughs> Pottawatomie County Precinct 13. Try saying that five times fast. I'm going to try to live tweet and take pictures if they will let me. My Twitter is at Sally Albright, and my team leader set up at On the Trail 2020 for fun stuff. But if you just want to follow on Facebook, search hashtag Sally in Iowa. Caucuses are uniquely suited to the bullying culture of Bernie's campaign. (laughs) 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 That's why he wins them and why that's all he wins. So expect him to do well. But if they try to pull their chair-throwing ridiculousness in my precinct, I will make them cry with a southern girl (laughs) smile on my face. (laughs) Team Biden is ready. I'm crying, all right. (laughs) Team Biden is ready. laughter. (laughs) Is it at all concerning to you, Sally, that they flew you in (laughs) to be a precinct chair? Instead of choosing one of the many grassroots advocates who are excited to... (laughs) Right. You had to fly in from Alabama to support Joe Biden. They couldn't find anybody in Iowa to help in that precinct. All right, so this is later on that night, February 3rd at 7.37. Guy with Bernie sticker. Hi, I'm Todd. Me. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, I'm Sally. And then in asterisks, shakes hand, fake smile. (laughs) Bernie guy. Can we have one of your stickers? Me. Seriously? Bernie guy. And then there's just a blank space, so I guess he didn't say anything. Me. Do I look stupid to you? Wow. Okay, so who's, who's, the, wow. best, who's the bully here? So, like, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> who's who's being rude and disrespectful for no reason? Uh, and then wow. Bert, Bernie guy in asterisks slinks away. <laughs> Dude, this, it reads like a fucking GBS post. Oh, it's, it gets better. Uh, Biden caucusers in asterisks. Burst into laughter and applause. (laughs) And then everybody clapped. (laughs) Hell yeah, protect the stickers at all costs. (laughs) Yes, we must. What did they think that they were going to do with the stickers? Like, take them out of their hands, like, tear them in half, and like, or like, shred them into confetti and like, throw it in their face and be like, vote for Bernie, bitch. Like, what the fuck, dude? They were yeah, going to put don't... Biden sucks on the sticker. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're going to deface the sticker, oh, yeah. Owned, owned. Yeah, I don't know what nefarious plot she thought Todd the Bernie <laughs> guy had in mind for her sticker. Uh, and then she said, if he hadn't had the sticker on, I probably would have given it to him. 
Bernie Bros <laughs> are dumb. <laughs> Seriously, I don't oh know, like, man, why these people really do think that, that like, po- posting is war. So, like, she just takes it completely <laughs> offline, and like anyone, yeah. even vaguely associated with Bernie's campaign, is like obviously like a bad person who is like trying to sow discord and be like a <laughs> shithead, Bull- bullying her on Twitter, bullying her on Twitter, into bullying her on real life. So, I mean. I guess good for her for being prepared. <laughs> okay, and then sh- her next one sort of recaps what actually happened at the caucus. So she posted this at 9.15 on February 3rd. Okay, I couldn't post from the caucus, but here's what happened with Team Biden in Potawatomi 13. We needed 13 for viability, and we had 12. <laughs> oh. Owned. So all twelve, all eleven of the Biden, or I guess it'd be twelve because she doesn't get to vote. <laughs> but <laughs> they all laughed at that guy. Right? Sure. They were all. I ap- bet. Applauding. <laughs> applauding. I. I bet. <laughs> uh, Pete had fifteen, so I asked my guys if anybody knew any of them. One did, so she introduced me. I convinced her friend that caucusing with us wouldn't hurt Pete, but would take a delegate away from Bernie. So she came over. Hashtag caucus goddess. I I don't want to hear another word of this, dude. Like, I'm sick of this woman already. (laughs) Well, I'm sorry, but I have more. (laughs) And the Pete people were absolutely dog cussing me. LOL. Their precinct captain yelled at me in all caps. Probably not. Like, none of this happened. (laughs) (laughs) So I now have two campaigns who hate me. Cry laughing emoji. I had already cut a deal with Amy's captain that we would go to each other if only one reached viability, and if neither of us did, we would both go to Pete unless we could block Bernie by going to Yang. (laughs) (laughs) So after realignment, I got most of her group too. Our caucus had nine delegates. Oh, my my precinct also had nine delegates. Sounds like you had maybe 50 people show up. (laughs) Yeah. Once again, I just love how the delegates were allocated across the state. Yeah, for real. It's good. <laughs> we had like 150 people in our like it was like 21 people to be viable. Yeah. Stella <laughs> had, we had fucking 400 of hers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Our caucus had nine delegates, so Bernie got three. They sent several of their extra people to Pete so he could get two. They did it just to fuck me over. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up with two. Yang got one, and Warren got one. Dang. Also, viable Yang. <laughs> yeah. Good for Yang being viable yeah. over in Council Bluffs. <laughs> Also, they tried to disqualify one of my guys, but I threw a raging fit and threatened to call voter protection and even walk out and revoke the quorum. (laughs) I revoke the quorum. This isn't even funny to me. None of this is funny to me anymore at all. Like, I'm just, I just hate this person so much. Like, if I would have encountered this person in my caucus, like, yeah, I would have done anything bad, but I would have had a couple of fucking words for them. Yeah, like, somebody, somebody who flies in to support Biden and then is just a and total piece like of this? shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I, like, fuck you. This is our thing. Like, what is? Yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. So she threatens to revoke the quorum until she gets one of her lawyers on the phone, and they back down. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, the lawyer on speed energy. dial. <laughs> oh, she's got the lawyer on speed dial. Hundred <laughs> percent. I'm not even sure I was in the right, <laughs> and I know I didn't have the numbers to revoke the quorum, but I think they just didn't want to deal with me. <laughs> Mission accomplished. No shit. Yeah. No shit people correct. want to deal with you. This is how politics is done. 
And yes. her, her takeaway from that is uh, strong personalities win caucuses. This is why the caucus needs to go away. Not because of the the, pre- the preference cards, not because of the app. It's because people like this, like this, this people like this are why people don't go to caucuses and why yeah. people that can, rather, people that have the ability to go to, that have the, the privilege to, be able to go to, they don't go because of fucking women like this, like people yeah. like this, anybody like this. Like, yeah. what is her fucking problem? You're not even from Iowa. They brought you from fucking Alabama. Is that what you said? Well, she's from Alabama. I think she probably lives in D.C. now, but yeah. Even worse, like yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't get it. Like, what is this supposed to make the campaign look better? Like, you fucking ate shit in Iowa, and yeah. it's probably because of people like you. Like I said on the show when we did about we did about the caucus, the guy that was the captain for Biden, like they flew him in from fucking Delaware. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. We had God, people from Chicago. People. We had people from Ohio <laughs> being precinct captains in our um, precinct. Like, this lady thinks she's coming in as, like, some kind of mercenary, like, as a crusader for fucking Biden. She just looks horrible and, like, made his campaign look horrible. Assuming any of this is true, I'm going to go ahead and assume that a lot of this is, like, an exaggerated version of what actually happened. But Mm -hmm. operating under the the pretense this is true, fuck this lady, dude. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) She's the worst. She put in parentheses after uh, the thing about her throwing a fit. I'm still laughing at the thought of my nine little old ladies and two old dudes with their walkers storming out of a high school gymnasium, but they were ready. <laughs> Fortunately, we didn't have to. So yeah, she's you know using these old people who have mobility issues as her her, <laughs> them like her little little pawns on the chessboard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she'll she'll never speak to any of those people again. But yeah, she used them to great effect for Fuck. Joe Biden. That's awful. <laughs> Um, and I did look up the results of her precinct on the results website. All of the numbers that she reports here are accurate, so at least that part she's not exaggerating <laughs> or lying about. Mm-hmm. And then uh, the following day, she had a, a little follow-up post on February 4th at 2.39 p.m. So this is amidst the total chaos of the caucus reporting. She wrote... For those playing along with our home game, here's the deal. <laughs> no, I flipped the board over already. I'm sick of playing. <laughs> Candidates don't compete in Iowa for the 56 delegates. They compete there because it's first. The winner, often the top three, get media attention, money flowing in, and momentum going into the next three first states, New Hampshire, Nevada, South Carolina. And no one is getting that now. This is like what happened to Santorum. Romney was announced the winner with all the accompanying <laughs> glory. Then we all woke up and said, oops, it was Santorum, but it was too late. He raised holy hell about it, but no one cared. Think of it like when a first runner-up for Miss America takes over when the winner is unable to perform her duties, but she never gets the experience of being crowned in front of a cheering audience of thousands. <laughs> That's a good comparison, I I guess. Like, where did that come from? I don't know. <laughs> because it's a game. It's a game to these people, a pageant. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's. Yeah, you're right. You know, these last two election cycles have just been, like, hell for people like this, which is just so, like, heartwarming. Yeah, like, it really just is. Just being proven that, like, all of their, like, <laughs> tactics, like, are just backfiring. <laughs> I don't think we'll ever know the real winner. And if they do announce any numbers, it won't matter. <laughs> Whatever happens, the results <laughs> no, I, I will think always be suspect and forever tainted. I think they've, they fill out the fucking cards and they fucking counter the cards. I'm pretty sure, like, we, we do know the winner. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's saying that I mean, doesn't matter because Biden fucking tripped over yes. his foot in Iowa and ate oh, shit. Oh, I like, know. Exactly. <laughs> that's why exactly. she's saying it doesn't matter. Of course. Yeah. 
Exactly. Like, she's celebrating the night of the caucus. Like, haha, the Bernie bros ate shit. And then mm. the next day, when it's clear that we won the fucking popular vote, like, no chance anybody else did. She's like, uh, it doesn't really matter anyway. <laughs> Just a warm-up for Joe. See, Joe's like a heavyweight boxer. He gets stronger as the fight goes on. <laughs> isn't, uh, isn't there um, the punch-out guy, isn't that Glass Joe? Like yeah, the Glass first, Joe. Yeah, <laughs> the first, yeah, first one, one. Yeah, he's Glass Joe. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's Glass like Joe. a one. He's got a one in ninety nine record, if I remember correctly. <laughs> he's Glass Joe, but he actually punches himself. <laughs> yeah, he does throw punch, the player doesn't even back. have to press any buttons to win. <laughs> he just stand there and watch him punch himself in the face. <laughs> that would have been a good punch out enemy. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, I forgot she had one more follow-up because she... <laughs> Please, no more. <laughs> I'm sorry. She was flying out of Iowa to go to New Hampshire on the 6th, and she says, Okay, listen up, kids, because if Bernie loses Iowa by one or two delegates, the story I'm about to tell you will become political legend. <laughs> I was a precinct captain for Biden. Captains don't have to be from Iowa. We don't caucus. So we're there to do math and herd cats. <laughs> Okay, and then she sort of recaps what? the shit she already said. This uh, is disrespectful. <laughs> yeah, you guys did a good job, but you're basically just there to do math and herd cats. And that's yeah. exactly what someone that works for a non-viable campaign sounds like. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, these people are not as obedient as dogs. <laughs> she recaps that she had a couple people from Pete come to her group so that they would gain a delegate and bring Bernie down one. Uh, it made the Pete people mad. But since I had made it about Bernie, the Bernie people retaliated and sent extra people, not one, but several, to Pete. This was before the first vote. If they were strategic about it, they could have blocked me by sending people to Amy or Yang, but nobody ever accused the Bernie bros of being smart. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Actually, I'll note she has... Since she's accusing others of being dumb, uh, she has a typo in that sentence. She said, nobody ever accused the Bernie bros of being smart. So fuck. That's amazing. <laughs> in that <laughs> exact sentence. I got that's your her, ass, Sally. That's her sign falling off the stand. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> so after realignment, most of the Amy people came to me and a few went to Pete and no one went to Bernie. If you look at the numbers, they hardly picked up anyone anywhere on the second ballot because they acted like frat boys and jeered at everyone who didn't reach viability the people everyone is supposed to try to recruit during realignment. I'm sorry, did any of you guys experience that at your caucuses? Uh, you know, people <laughs> acting no. like frat boys? No. No. My no. people were great. Yeah. <laughs> no, my people were wonderful. Yes. I remember there being nothing but, like, uh, everyone talking amongst themselves and, like, civil discourse with a few mm-hmm. of us with the Yang people is all I remember. Yeah. No, it was great with everyone, like, at my caucus. Like, I even helped the Pete guy move all his chairs. Nice. That's really big of you. That I, I stole. That. Well, I we had to steal. We had to. We had to steal some of their chairs because we had more people. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh, you cuffed okay, him. Yeah. I would. I would help him then. <laughs> you cuffed him, dude. <laughs> he didn't lift a single one. Me and Arik, my volunteer, <laughs> who was a mighty we, man, for what you described. We moved yeah. every single one of the chairs. Nice. Damn. The chair boys. Yeah. <laughs> Bernie's large chair boys. <laughs> you're, you're getting ready to throw them if you had to. <laughs> yeah. Nah, he was nice. <laughs> but the ones they sent to Pete, who was already viable and didn't even need them, gave Pete an extra delegate, probably cost Bernie one, and didn't hurt me at all, because they had a temper tantrum. Okay, <laughs> This after she explains her own tantrum. 
Yes. <laughs> she says she's going to call the lawyer. Yes, her own meltdown that hit several different tiers. <laughs> <laughs> and they didn't even know my name. Sunglasses emoji. <laughs> <laughs> While I would love to see Bernie lose in a landslide, being personally responsible for his loss would be glorious. Update. (laughs) The final delegate count is 564 to 562. Those bros in Potawatomi 13 officially cost Bernie the election. Okay, this is a a major misunderstanding on Sally's part while she's pretending she knows everything about this process and that she's (laughs) way smarter than us. That that delegate count is state delegate equivalents, not the county delegates that she yeah. was electing at the precinct. Right. <laughs> yep. So that difference of two is not the two in her own precinct. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> that whole time she's being smug and condescending and she's like completely wrong about her conclusions. Oh my god, so many examples of that post caucus. Yeah. Just listen to our math episode. <laughs> we know it'll all real, make sense. We know <laughs> it'll all make perfect sense. We're the real fact squad. Mm. <laughs> yeah, that's how I know that Elizabeth Warren took her spirit all. <laughs> yeah. So that was Sally's adventure in Iowa. I hope she comes back someday. <laughs> <laughs> I should check up on her. I wonder how things went for Joe in New Hampshire. <laughs> just, uh, let's search early here. Um... <laughs> Uh, not good. <laughs> but hey, he still has a chance in South Carolina. His campaign yes. isn't over yet. Man, if you guys look at the like the polling, like the graphs of the polling averages since Iowa, mm-hmm. Biden is like a straight line down. It's like a vertical line. <laughs> Dude, Marco <laughs> Rubio can still beat Trump. <laughs> Marco Rubio has what it takes. He hasn't performed well so far. <laughs> yeah, what about Bill Weld, huh? Oh, man. Oh, my God. Sally Albright doesn't do anything but tweet about Bernie all day long. Uh, Bernie derangement syndrome, huh? Oh, my God. And she's been at it for like four years. (laughs) Oh, that's so sad. That's so sad. Okay, well, I have one more thing lined up for us today. And this is something we've teased on the show a few times before. I've been reading a lot of Joseph Jobrian, but I feel like this, it's worth it for me to read a little bit more. I thought it was going to be the Natalie Foot reveal for our Patreon subscribers. <laughs> I don't know how we would do that on the show right now. <laughs> I will do it at $50 a month. Dang, that's... I will, give, I will get a pedicure and post it on the <laughs> That's cheap, guys. That's yeah, really that's cheap, really cheap. One person could do that and then just yeah. like cancel the next oh, month. No. <laughs> oh, no, that's like $15. No. <laughs> Do you really want me to put that on the Patreon? (laughs) Cut this (laughs) for Natalie's sake. No, don't. Okay, so this is something that uh, I hinted at a while back. Natalie knows what's coming. This is probably the funniest Joseph Dobrian article that has ever been published. And I feel like this is wow. a nice this is a nice reward for us for getting through caucus season and for winning Iowa for Bernie. So this is uh this is published or was published by the Press Citizen in Iowa City on April tenth of twenty eighteen. Uh the title is City Council needs to remedy parking ramp payment issue. 
Okay. All right, Joe. I mean, maybe. Let's let's hear what you have to say about it. Okay. Again, this came out on uh, April 10th. So I, I can't wait to hear what this is because with a title like that and the way you've hyped this up as like a magnum opus, <laughs> like I, I can only imagine what direction he's going to go with this one. <laughs> for pettiness. <laughs> uh, on March 30th, I parked for just under one hour in the ramp on Burlington Street between Dubuque and Lynn Streets. When I inserted my ticket in the payment machine prior to leaving the ramp, the machine told me, ticket is paid. In other words, I had not incurred a charge because I had been parked for less than an hour. When I got to the ramp exit, approximately three minutes later, the automated machine would not let me out on the grounds that I owed a dollar. Dude, I should have never given up my dream of being a writer. (laughs) <laughs> this got published yes yes, yes. <laughs> dude this is like this is like a larry this is like a larry david thing right here you know that it right? totally is <laughs> yeah someone, someone writing in the newspaper complaining about the one dollar thing yeah <laughs> this is a curb episode is what this is yeah uh, <laughs> amazing <laughs> <laughs> the attendant getting so angry about a dollar that you publish yourself in a city newspaper. Yeah, and it's not even like writing a post about this like on I the think- internet <laughs> is like considered a, a stu- people like, would a still dunk reaction. on you. Yeah, yeah, yeah you yeah. get dunked on. <laughs> yeah, and a fucking machine printed this word in a paper for you. <laughs> I'm only like ten to fifteen percent through this article. Let's <laughs> <laughs> hear the rest. The attendant informed me that apparently my presence in the ramp had gone over an hour, somewhere in those three minutes between my inserting my ticket in the payment machine and my arrival at the exit gate. He further informed me that only drivers who were parked in the ramp for more than an hour, thus incurring a charge, were entitled to a 15-minute grace period after making their payment. People who parked for less than an hour, he said, were still on the clock after they checked out at the payment machine and were not entitled to any grace period. In other words, if you enter the ramp at noon, <laughs> spend... Lay it out here for the readers. Paint the readers a picture. This is what good writers do. <laughs> the forensic team is on the case. <laughs> yes. For my one dollar ticket. This is this is the part where the lawyer brings out the easel and the pad of yeah. paper for the jury. Do you know how bad I want to do this? All I want is for my like tirades about my enemies to be published in the newspaper. Every single thing I bitch about, I want to go straight to be able to have the entire city of Iowa City listen to me. Straight to print. <laughs> I would love this job. Natalie's I have lots book. of. I have so many grievances. <laughs> if you enter the ramp at noon, spend five minutes, or even more if the ramp is nearly full, looking for a parking place, make a good faith effort to leave your car there for less than an hour. <laughs> Check <A> out. Good <laughs> faith to make a good faith effort. <laughs> Check out at 12.58 p.m. and see the ticket is paid sign at the payment machine. You will still be shaken down for a dollar <laughs> if you arrive at the exit at 1.01 p.m. <laughs> Do you guys, 
<laughs> I can't imagine this guy. How much do you like, bet if he just was like, "Hey, like, I'm sorry, I don't have a dollar on me right now," that he they would just let him out? Yeah, like, fuck <laughs> like, it, go ahead. But instead, because he threw a fucking tantrum. Yeah, he do probably just immediately. That, do you guys think this is really like one of the most inconvenient things that could possibly happen to him? That like his life is like that sort of like boring <laughs> or like that privilege that like this is yes. considered to be like <laughs> this is a day ruiner for this guy. Dude. This is basically the Holocaust. <laughs> this is 9-11. <laughs> this is 12-9-11. I think your Larry David comparison is pretty apt here. <laughs> a single dollar, you guys. Hey, that could have been the startup seed to a successful entrepreneurial business. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the problem is here. <laughs> You guys don't think like business people. That's the problem. Apparently not. <laughs> I have gotten so many tickets. I want to dispute in the newspaper. <laughs> in the fucking newspaper. One dollar. Incredible. I would love to do this. Has he, has he written about traffic cameras or traffic tickets? <laughs> like, I was or, just uh, you know, speed that. camera. I like know. has Adam Sullivan written about oh, speed cameras? I'm hundred percent, hundred percent sure he has. Yes, we've <laughs> we've read them in private. <laughs> this is apparently new. I've been in this town for eight years, and it hasn't happened before. I can't prove whether this ramp policy is merely a recent and inadvertent bug in the system, or whether it's a deliberate "here's how we screw them" play. <laughs> <laughs> Unreal. Adam Sullivan has written a lot about cameras. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> Unreal, dude. Before we had a podcast, we read all of those. <laughs> but since the attendant was clearly so familiar with how the system worked, I have to suspect that it's the latter. <laughs> what? It's <laughs> uh, quite the conclusion to jump to because the guy knows his job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> In either case, this is a first-rate example of the ways in which governments, in general, make the individual citizen mistrust them. So that's what this is about, okay. This is why citizens assume that a government, any government, is above all interested in playing gotcha. Live free or die, right, Joe? <laughs> are are the parking attendants government employees, though? Or are they like employees of, like, ABM or something, right? They're like, employees of, like, ABM. Yeah, like, it's not... <laughs> this has nothing to do with the government. <laughs> but his rot brain can't like, help Maybe they have there. a contract, but, like... <laughs> yeah, th these are city-owned ramps, but I'm sure that they yeah. contracted out. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, the government is only interested in playing gotcha, just with, like, age of consent laws and stuff like that. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> How was I supposed to know she was 17? This is just gotcha. Come on. You guys are playing gotcha journalism by writing about <laughs> Some people time their sojourns downtown so as to avoid paying for an extra hour in the ramp. If the city government is going to promise us a free hour of parking, it should and must be a free hour of parking. Not the time spent getting in and out, and especially not after we have been told at the ticket machine that the ticket is paid. There's no such thing as free, a free parking, Joe. Everything's out of price. free, okay? I know you want your handouts, but... I love this article so much. <laughs> 
This is a particular issue if we have been obliged to park in one of the higher <laughs> levels of the ramp. And of course, it's even harder to avoid the charge at times when there's heavy outgoing traffic and an inevitable delay at the gate. In any case, if we have parked for no more than the contracted free hour, we are entitled to the same 15-minute grace period for leaving the ramp that anyone is entitled to has, who has incurred a charge. We are entitled to that 15-minute grace period. How many people under the age oh, of 70, 70 do you think spent more than, like, you know, a, a few minutes reading the first couple lines of this and just <laughs> gave up? One, Dude. maybe. Everyone Jesus, who man. has read this article, like, erupted into a spontaneous round of applause, like Sally <laughs> Albright's <laughs> precinct. <laughs> I'm kind of starting to change my mind about this guy. Uh, that's, I mean, the fact that he gets to have this stuff published and, like, whoever the editor is is like, yeah, this is this is going to work. This is good. Like, This is, new, this is yeah, newsworthy. I'm, I'm kind of jealous of the guy. Like, I mean, let's be real. No, none of us could have that kind of content published, could we? Get that soapbox? I doubt it. I wish. I want nothing more than to do this. I want this job so bad. That is your type of Every single week. Yeah, I'm going to complain about my assortment of local enemies. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, let's not forget that Joe no longer writes for the Press Citizen, partly because of Mm. us. Because of us. Because. (laughs) (laughs) Little birdie. (laughs) It was for real because of us. (laughs) All right, here's here's where he gets real spicy. If you liked what was what I had to say before, you'll like this even more. A use tax of this type falls hardest on those least able to afford it. <laughs> use tax. <laughs> I don't pretend. Taxes the poor. I've transcended. <laughs> I don't pretend to be poor, but many Iowa Cityans are. The car-owning poor. (laughs) To some people, every single dollar comes hard. These are the people who make a special effort to be out of the ramp in less than an hour. Like you give a fuck about those people. (laughs) Yeah, the people who park their cars in downtown Iowa City. (laughs) (laughs) Because that single dollar makes a difference to them. This situation is particularly ironic in that our city council is currently in the hands of progressives many of whom made social justice the axis of their election campaigns. I call upon the city council to remedy this issue without delay and to inform the public that it has done so. To everybody listening, I just want to remind you that this article started with an error with a parking ticket that ended up costing him a dollar. It wasn't are. an error. It's the policy, Chuck. Oh, sorry, Please. yes. And here Please. we are. Some suits conspired to Calling take that dollar per- from him. Calling for progressive heads at the local level. <laughs> this is amazing. I love this guy now. Yeah. It, it really. This is like a whole like genre of of article written by some like libertarian crank. It really. But like is. he really takes it to a whole new level, like of pettiness. It's it's insane. <laughs> I'm just imagining the look dollar. on his face during those old videos he did out in uh, what was his fucking show called again? Um, hard fire. Yeah, hard, hard fire. fire. <laughs> that smug look on his face, like wearing that suit oh, the yeah. whole time when he's talking. Oh yeah. Agree with he, him. he was like when he finished this article, he just like. <laughs> just clapped his hands together and was like another another masterpiece he made a gunshot <laughs> committed to paper <laughs> this will make waves in Iowa City the people listen to me now <laughs> it's like the world's worst supervillain. <laughs> <laughs> and uh 
let me just relate a story to you from last night. So while Joe is identifying the grave injustices in the parking systems in Iowa City, last night I had to wait in negative 10 degree weather for about 45 minutes for my bus to show up. <laughs> oh, yeah, I remember you messaged us. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, the actual poor people are probably not having to deal with the mm-hmm. parking ramp charges. Yeah, because it's insanely easy to get around downtown Iowa City, actually, without a car. <laughs> mm-hmm. Or Iowa City in general. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah, We. I mean, we have sh- kind of shitty public transportation that needs to be improved. That's the actual issue for the poor people of mm-hmm. Iowa City. Is, <laughs> yes. It's better than what we've got here in Cedar Rapids. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Ours for sure. It's way better. garbage. It's way better than Cedar Rapids, it's, yeah. yeah. I used to take the bus around Cedar Rapids, and it takes like two hours yes, to does. do uh, Because you have to go down downtown and switch at that bus place no matter mm-hmm. where you're uh-huh. going. And then you move and you stand on the new slot and wait for the next bus to come. Fucking nightmare. It's bad here, too. I haven't done it very much, though. But. Yeah, me neither. Des Moines at least has like the, the park and ride thing, though, doesn't it? Like You can like, park exactly. out of town at those Yeah, channels. it does. I yep. used to park at the park and ride downtown like every day for work. Yep, Those parking is definitely much better here, but... Yep, so that's the... Uh, I mean, in my experience, of all the Dobrian I've read, that's probably his greatest accomplishment, is that that's piece right there. Amazing. <laughs> there's not a better There is, like, not even a, like... Him. There's not even, like, a hint of, like, irony or, like, humor. No, exactly. Like, he doesn't wink. even... No he doesn't, like, yeah, like... Oh, it's amazing. It's pure rage. Yeah, tongue is firmly not in cheek. <laughs> it also it also puts the first part of his book that uh, we talked about <laughs> in a different perspective. Like there really is no self awareness. Like he he really right. just wrote that book just to like this is what I think. Right. <laughs> These yeah. are the things that I think. Totally normal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which one's the writer that wanted to do the mass shooting? Is that Clayson? No, that was Dobrian. That was Dobrian. Dobrian. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Writing about how like uh, we should have sympathy for these mass shooters because it's it's uh, really the liberals' fault that they get mad and shoot people. Was the gist of that article, if I remember right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) What would you write about? You and your big brain painted Joker makeup. (laughs) Um, I would write about people who walk on escalators. Oh, this again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, then you, then it's you a beautiful machine. That. It's a beautiful machine that was created so you don't have to walk. And, and you're, yeah, but you get extra dis- fast if it's propelling but you But why up. do you need to go anywhere that fast? I think you're like like falling victim to capitalism and like the need to, <laughs> the need to like be productive and like, you know, like shit. I think, I think that I would write about uh, people who when... Um, at the ice arena when there is room, or at the colonel's game when there is room, uh, do not utilize a buffer urinal between me and themselves. Yes. <laughs> like, yeah. they say there's a couple of people that are in there, or whatever, but there's like, there's open, a, a line of open urinals. And instead of like choosing one that's one away from uh, me, they just go and they pee right <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah. So, like, it's so a, creepy. Yes, it is. Do people do that? Yes. It, I mean, some people don't think about that. It just doesn't matter. Like, they don't give a shit. You know, they just, they just go piss yeah. whatever's closest. Like, so, like, it's different, though, because the one at the hockey games, um, there is a wall. So, like, you can, like, have a polite conversation with someone over the top of the wall if you'd like. Uh, and, you know, you can't see each other's wieners or anything, or, like, you don't see, <laughs> like, out of your peripherals. Because oh, if you turn and look at someone when you're 
in a urinal, you can see their dick out of your peripherals. Like you don't just Wait, look you, at it. Okay, when you're when you're at a urinal, you can see people's dicks. If you wanted to, out of yes. your peripheral vision, yes. Like if you're if you're at a like, urinal, do you, do you accidentally a lot? No, I don't. No, we're kind of conditioned to just stare straight ahead at this point. I don't. I I don't. Uh, that's. I watch my own stream. Like, I'm looking at my own wiener and my yeah. own pee when I'm at the urinal. Yeah. But then at the Colonels games, they have, like, those, like, bucket urinals. Like, they're not, like, the ones up against oh, the Oh, yeah, wall. the trough. It, no, no, it's not a trough. It's oh, okay, not a trough. Not a trough. It's, like, it's like a bulb, right? You know what I'm talking about? Instead of, like, the straight up and down, like, traditional, like, okay. you pee straight out, like, you pee down into it. Yeah, they yeah, have those, yeah. the Colonels games, and they're, like, packed in there side by side. And there's no mm. walls or anything. It's just a bunch of dongs hanging out there between innings. <laughs> yeah, that, in that's wall. another one. Um, How yeah. about. How about bathroom stalls that have walls that go all the way down to the floor so that you can do drugs in there? No, I'm just kidding. But that's like there's the reason, no like, reason not to have There's those, like this whole thing. It. Yeah, exactly. Like those privacy. Those are amazing. Like all why not? The, the reason literally is is room. like they it's classism. They don't want people to go in there and do things other than bathroom related. But like And if you're a Republican senator, how are you going to gesture for sex on your <laughs> Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I just am so sorry that you all have to stand next to each other with your wangs in your hands and pee in front of other Yeah, yeah. It's, it owns. You should see Why? the troughs, Natalie. There's some that's just like one big long like uh, trough yeah. that forces eat out of. We're all just like peeing in the same water together. Oh, <laughs> yeah. God. And everyone should yeah. have the dignity to sit in a little room while they pee and not yeah. have to. <laughs> and the urinal at Gabe's upstairs, they just put ice in them because they don't fucking work anymore. So you're just all like in there peeing on ice together. Oh, yeah. yeah. rules. Yeah. <laughs> No way. Yeah, I'm serious. That's so upsetting. I hate it so much. I am, I am an MRA now. <laughs> Welcome to the fold. This is oh not my God. justice. <laughs> family not family courts are biased against men, and men's bathrooms have inadequate facilities. Like yeah, A yeah, trough. Yeah. You pee into a trough <laughs> yeah. together? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's at a lot of like football stadiums and stuff like that. Old ones especially. <laughs> that's horrible. Yep. When I went it's to efficient, Ridley, though. Uh, a lot of truck stops. You never see it. You never yes. see the line yeah. to the men's bathroom. Just saying. Uh, dude, <laughs> when I was at Wrigley years ago, back before they rented the bathrooms and they had like the big troughs in there, like if you wanted to get in there and pee, you literally had to stand like shoulder to shoulder with somebody. Oh my god! Like there was no room. Like it was like in Full Metal oh. Jacket, where like all the toilets oh, were just along the wall together. Oh like, yeah, two feet I had apart. a. <laughs> this reminds me of an experience I had as a child going to oh, a NAS- yes. NASCAR race. <laughs> my favorite, my favorite Evan story. <laughs> <laughs> I went to a NASCAR race when I was like ten or eleven in Michigan, and it was like the big event. Like Dale Earnhardt was still alive. Um, the entire race happened, and there was not a single caution. So no crashes. No, the race did not slow down at all, which means means that no one got a chance to go to the bathroom to take a break and so there was like so many like drunk incredibly drunk nascar fans who had not been able to go to the bathroom and i didn't go to the bathroom either because i was watching the race because i was a race fan Mm -hmm. still am and uh yeah i was very intimidated and scared of like (laughs) just like these drunk rednecks just like yelling and uh yeah, and I also got a lot of shit because I was wearing a Jeff Gordon hat, and all the people around <laughs> yes. us were Dale Earnhardt fans. And and keep in mind, as he's at this trough urinal, all the dongs are at roughly eye level. Yeah, I was <laughs> I was a kid. Yeah. Oh no! I was a kid. Trough dongs in your face. Yes. Yeah. So I don't ever I don't ever want to hear about 
like dipshit fuck transphobic idiots. Oh, and it was like, hot as shit too. Women's bathroom. It was like, like ninety degrees. <laughs> like, yeah, like this is far worse than anything that they even could dream of happening that never happens. Is having to go through <laughs> an experience like that when you're a kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am going to think about this every single time I'm waiting in the bathroom for an hour. Because every single one of us gives each other peace and you go in the room alone. And it's just an agreement that if you take too long, you take too long. But Yeah. Well, I've been thinking about I appreciate this. I've been thinking about what I would write about in in the style of Dobrian's parking piece. And honestly, like <laughs> I feel like I used to feel these sort of petty, like, little grievances all the time. But since I quit my office job and I don't have to drive my car as much, I feel like all of that just, like, melted away. <laughs> mm-hmm. the, one thing, yeah. the one thing that came to mind is when a group of people are walking together and they're going down the sidewalk and they walk in a horizontal line, taking up mm-hmm. the whole sidewalk <laughs> and just slowly lumbering because they're having a good day together and enjoying each other's company, but they're blocking the sidewalk How dare in they? front of me, and I can't get around them because they're all in a row, and they're big and slow, <laughs> and I just want to listen to my podcast and walk past them. That's really the only bad thing that happens to me anymore. <laughs> in, in terms of things Damn, like dudes. This, yeah. So are you going to go to the city council about this? <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to walk down the sidewalk and listen to Come Town in Peace. <laughs> How could this be related to the future liberals lot? Like, this has to be blamed on liberals in some way. Yes. Because they band together in a, their hands across does, America. The fuck does Iowa City have, uh, like, TV, like, televised city council meetings? Um, I believe so. I know that Johnson does County Joe, records does their Does Joe Dobrian go to... <laughs> oh, sure now I any need to city council meetings. Yeah, now I need to see if yeah. TV has any records of that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hope so. <laughs> okay, well, uh, I think we've uh, we've filled our time for this episode. Uh, sorry that it's taking me so long to read Willie Wilden, but I will be speeding up my reading of that now that the caucus is over. So you'll be getting more episodes of the Doe Brain Book Club on the Patreon soon enough. Um, what else do I have to talk about? I'm going to be out of town for like a week and a half, so we might not have much content for you until March. So I'm sorry, but I mm. gave you a lot of stuff last week, so enjoy it. We can yes. we can maybe go rogue and make our own podcast. That uh, feel no. free. That's not going to happen. <laughs> that none of us will edit. <laughs> who's going to edit? Yeah. Who's gonna, yeah, and who's going to make an itinerary and keep us moving along? It would yeah. be so bad. <laughs> I mean, I welcome you to try it without me. You're you're totally. You have my blessing I mean, to do so. <laughs> well, I don't think it would be that. I don't think it would be that bad. I like. We don't have to like. We don't. Yeah, I don't think you've been editing as much out of the last episodes. No, so I've, I don't I've been. Yeah, I've been less uh, meticulous with my editing, but I because I, I think it's just that we're getting better at doing the show, so it's it happens more yeah. naturally now. Right. Yeah. It feels good to do like a positive show, like a funny show, instead of like the. I got angry today. I got really angry. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. My yeah. day was like an anger sandwich. Like I had a lot of fun, then I got uh, okay. mad, then I had more fun. <laughs> no, yeah. I just mean like we haven't even like had to talk about the. I mean, we talked about the national election, but like <laughs> this shit. Things are going good. We feel like things are gonna work themselves out. Like. 
Yeah, yeah, we were a little bit less informative today. It was a little more fun and just reflecting on recent events in a fun way. And dong troughs. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. I remembered something about my caucus that I wanted to share. Um, the Pete Buttigieg speaker um, started out by talking about the Frederick Douglass plan. Oh, Lord. The guy wearing the, the elderly <laughs> gentleman wearing the nice hat. He started talking about the Frederick Douglass plan as like his first I, first pitch yeah. for Pete. And I don't know if you noticed there was zero uh people of color who were supporting him. <laughs> there was like a couple with Biden and the rest of them were with us. If so. you recall, uh Pete Buttigieg's Douglas plan was the thing where he just like put a bunch of black people's names on it as endorsers of his plan mm-hmm. who did not consent to having their name on the list. So yeah, <laughs> please email back if you wish to opt out of your endorsement. Yeah. That's smart. Really? I admire him for that. It's insane. <laughs> probably not something to lead with. Probably more like uh, an event you should be embarrassed of and bury for the rest of the race. But you know, that's just me. All right. Any other uh, closing thoughts before we sign yes. off? I have one. Uh, watch American Factory. What's American Factory? Uh, I, st- I started watching it the other night. It's good. Uh, American Factory is about a old Derlicet plant in Ohio that is reopened as a uh, like auto glass manufacturing plant, and it's reopened because it uh, was invested in. They invested like half a billion dollars. This Chinese company, and they send all these like managers and supervisors to uh, run the company. And it's just like a bunch of like people from Ohio that are like, you know, doing all the actual work in the plant and uh, they become unhappy with the productivity of the plant. So they send all like the managers from America over to, to China to their main plant to see how theirs works. And uh, it's uh, an interesting sort of clash of like American capitalism and Chinese communism. It's really good. It's by Obama's um, production company for Netflix. Oh, okay. And we but just, uh... it is very good. It has a very um, like neutral perspective, and it's just kind of like, yeah, just the clash of cultures and like the whole like manufacturing sector. It's told without a narrator, too. So like, yeah. it's all like raw footage. Uh, Sherrod Brown was there at the opening of the plant, and he mm-hmm. like started talking about unions. And there's some pretty good content out of that because they were not very happy with him, <laughs> not at all. Like they had yeah. a, a meeting like right away that was like, "Who the fuck does this guy think he is? Like we cannot let people <laughs> start talking about unionizing this yeah. plant." Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of talk about unions. Um, yeah, it's very good. Um, yeah, yeah. Watch yeah, American it came Factory. Out, it came out like six months ago, but <laughs> yeah. And we just talked about Obama's uh, production company last week with Jack. So there's a mm-hmm. nice little yeah, it's a uh, higher higher ground continuity higher ground. there. <laughs> uh, okay, well, see you later. Goodbye from Rock Goodbye. Hard Caucus. Peace. That was so fun.